So I recently wrote a blog post about a concept that I call ambition mapping. And ambition mapping is really just a fancy word to describe this process or tool that I've used at times to figure out, am I actually on the path I wanna be on? Because I have found, especially if you are somebody who is very task oriented like I am, somebody who just wants to get things done and achieve them and knock them off your to-do list, I found it's really, really easy to fall into the trap of achieving, but not achieving the things that you necessarily need to be achieving in order to be moving forward. You know, this is a the overachievers version of uh, don't confuse busyness for progress, right? Don't confuse activity for progress. You see people out there who they're busy, busy, busy going all the time, and they're not actually moving forward on anything. Uh, if you're in the startup world, this is especially common. Uh, this is one of the reasons I actually don't like going to things like demo days and like pitch competitions where I'm not actually participating because it looks like this person's just at everything. When are they actually working? They're just, they're doing things. Their calendar is full, but what are they achieving in their day-to-day? -day? What are they achieving towards their big goals? What are the things that are actually helping them get the things done that they need to get done? So ambition mapping is a tool I have developed through just some of my own personal habits that I realized emerges as something that can be done by anybody and as something that could be described as an exercise or a tool. So like any kind of mapping process, for the map to actually make sense, for it to actually be an indicator of the thing that will take you to where you need to go, you need to start with your destination, right? This is something that in any kind of uh, coaching, mentoring atmosphere, somebody's going to tell you. You need to know where you're going. This is why it's important to have smart, measurable, achievable, realistic, timely goals, right? That's where uh, the idea of, uh, or specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, timely goals, right? SMART goals is the acronym, fancy acronym. Once you have these goals, you can then work backwards from there how you want to get there. And this is something that whether it's a goal of like a thing you want to achieve during the week, a thing you want to achieve during the day, or a life goal, you can apply this kind of process to. You know, I've interviewed a lot of people on my podcast doers thus far. I've talked to a lot of successful people through my day-to-day -day work, both at Praxis and now with what I'm doing, the plethora of people that I talk to, many, many, many of the successful people I've talked to have said that they they had an idea of what they wanted to achieve, where they wanted to go, and they've worked backwards from there. An interview I did with Jason Brennan, he's a philosopher at Georgetown, you know, uh, one of the most prestigious universities in the world, one of the most prestigious positions available in his field, and he was able to get there from essentially nothing. And how he was able to do that was through a process that he called reverse induction. But it's it doesn't have to have that fancy name, that fancy philosophy name of reverse induction to figure out what it means and that a lot of people do this. This is, he looked at who are the successful people in my field and what have they done? And if I factor in that it's gonna take me some time to get there, I need to know that, that I must do certain things in order for myself to get to where they are. So what they did is probably a bare minimum if we understand how a lot of trends and a lot of industries work. 
So maybe they had to publish a certain number of papers per year. Maybe they had to go to specific kinds of conferences. They needed to go to a graduate school that was in the top five of their field or the top 10 of their field. Or they needed to go to a very specific graduate school, write on very specific topics, and then put in specific proposals when they were towards the end of graduate school to get hired at the kind of university that he wanted to be at. And then he'd work backwards from there. Okay, when they were undergrads, what did they do? Then when they were undergrads, they must have done X, Y, and Z things in order to get into these top grad, grad schools. What are these X, Y, and Z things? Can we break those down further? If they needed to publish a specific kind of paper or get it into a certain kind of journal or get it into a certain kind of conference, what were the things that went into a paper like that? Who were the people they had to talk to? What were the things that they needed to do, the goals that they needed to set? You break this down further and further and further until you get to where you are today, right? That's how reverse induction or... Uh, an element of ambition mapping works. So ambition mapping is, for me more than anything else, it's not really the process of uh, reverse induction. That is its own little thing in and of itself. But it, it, reverse induction is part of it. Ambition mapping is a tool to help you know, are you on a path that will get you to where you need to be going, right? Because I feel like for a lot of people, it's like, I just need to achieve something. I need to be moving forward. I need to constantly be creating, constantly be doing something. But then you eventually get to a position where it's like, oh, well, I'm successful by some objective definition. I make a lot of money or I've got a cool, interesting job. I get to travel a lot, what have you. But that wasn't necessarily the thing that you wanted to set out on doing. You achieved, 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 and you became somebody who had achieved a lot and had been successful in certain ways but not the kind of successful that you were looking for. And that's something that I've seen time and time again with people who are either my peers or you know a little bit older than myself. They blink one day and they realize, I've got this nice, prestigious job somewhere, often at a large company, although I'm sure it can happen with somebody who is an entrepreneur. The panacea here isn't you go and you become an entrepreneur. But I have this big, fancy job at this big, fancy company that a lot of people would admire but this isn't what I wanted to achieve. This is, I have been living out somebody else's plan for my life. I've, in reality, the person's plan, the person whose plan I'm living out is HR or somebody at my company, some executive who knows, hey, this person achieves things well. They do things well for our company. Let's keep them on board and let's make them rise through the ranks. Now, for some people, if that is your goal, if that is the big thing you wanted to achieve, great, please pursue that, go after that, but just know that that is the thing that you're going for. So ambition plan planning, like I said, is a tool that you can use to make sure, is the path I'm on one that at least makes sense for what my ambitions are? So how it works, right? I, like I said, if you much prefer to read these kinds of things, you can go read it. I just wrote a blog post about this. I use an analogy of being in a labyrinth and working your way backwards through a maze. If you've ever used one of those little magazines, that has like a maze game in it. And if you have, you know that you have to start at the destination and work backwards. If you've ever watched a child or somebody who's never played a maze game try to go through these, they always start where they start or where you're supposed to start. And then they never get out of there. Well, if you actually start at the destination, you can work your way backwards much more easily than if you work your way forward. So how ambition planning works. 
you set your big goals, figure out what are the things you'd really like to achieve. And I use the word ambition planning and not just like goal planning or to-do list or anything like that for a specific reason. You should be ambitious, choose big lofty goals. Now these, the example I gave in the blog post is you might wanna start a contemporary art museum. I use this because I now live next to a contemporary art museum and it's a interesting example that isn't something like you wanna go start your own company. But you wanna start a contemporary art museum. Okay, how do you actually do that? You might need to do some research on this. I haven't actually done much research on this. This is just what I assume might go into starting a contemporary art museum. But you work your way backwards from there. You're probably going to need a board of people, a board of directors for the uh, art museum. You're going to need a building in which you do it. You're going to need artists. You're going to need artwork. You're going to need staffers. You're going to need a community that's going to appreciate it. You're going to need some kind of way to get traction. You write down all these things you're going to need for your ambition, right? And these things might be things that take years in order to achieve, but you make sure you write the things that go into it. And then you order them in the process of what makes sense most logically, right? You probably can't have like a launch day if you don't have art. So art has to come before that. You probably can't have a board if you don't have some kind of proposal. So a proposal has to come before a board. You probably can't get a building until you raise money from donors. So raising money from donors comes before getting a building. But you might be able to actually prospect out a building that you'd like to do it in before you get donors. So just put it in some kind of list that makes sense. And the things that are things that are most actionable or more actionable today that require fewer things for you to overcome, those are the things that you're going to put towards the front of the list. And so you're working your way through the list and you have it uh, categorized in this way from the things that you are most able to achieve today to the things that require other things on the list to happen first. So it's more of a logical progression than like, what are the resources I have today? That You put these ones later in the list, right? So if you need A to happen before you can do B, B has to go later in the list. You can't have B first. And then ask yourself, okay, what of these things, what of these things that are the ones that have fewer things dependent on them, the A's, right? So if we imagine there's A, if A then B, if B then C, if C then D, if E, if D then E, if E then F, and so on and so on. What are the A's on that list, right? What are the things that do not require anything else on that list to happen first before you can achieve them? And ask yourself, are these things that I can do or get the ball rolling on today? If the answer is no, there's one of two reasons. The one reason is you haven't done enough research or you haven't been specific enough in what these tasks can be. So in that case, figure out if these are things that you can do, right? Do a little bit more research. See if, oh, there is actually like one more task I have to accomplish before I do something like this and then continue to work your way backwards and do this process again. If it's that you really do have it down to, there really isn't anything else dependent on this except your life setup, the way in which you live your life or the resources available to you today are not available in order for you to achieve that, then you understand that where your life is right now is off from where you want to go. Now, rejiggering your life to actually make sure that your life setup is in such a way that you are able to set yourself on the path of the ambition map, that's an entire another topic. That's something that could be a whole book could be written on. But this tells you, this helps you understand, oh, I need to turn the autopilot off. 
I need to actually take control of my life and I need to change it in another direction. You know, if it's a fitness goal, it might be that you need to rearrange your day that you go to bed earlier so that you can wake up early and you go to the gym, right? Or that you might need to earn a little bit more money so that you can go out and get, you can get a gym membership. Or you might need to stop eating out in a certain way, right? There is going to be something you can do probably relatively small actions that you can do that will allow you to do the things that are, that are on your ambition map. That is what ambition mapping is. And this is something that I think a lot of people actually do when they're early on in their careers, right? You're 18 years old, 16 years old, and you see, hey, I want to be a doctor. In order to be a doctor, I need to go to med school. Oh, crap. I don't have the grades that will allow me to go to med school. Well, now I need to start studying more, right? That's an example of this. But I feel like a lot of people only do this once or twice in their lives. When in reality, I think it's something that's valuable to do every quarter. It's probably valuable to do at least a quarter. You could probably do it every month and just stay on track because it's really easy. Even if you are a successful, competent person, it's really easy to fall into a track where you are achieving, you're achieving, you're getting that high from achieving, but you're not moving towards what your actual goals are. And that is the thing that you need to be tracking. So that's a bit of an introduction to ambition mapping. You can call it whatever you want. That's the name that I've come up for it. And you can check out the article on my blog at zackslayback.com. And you can find out more about ambition mapping and similar tools in my forthcoming book, How to Get Ahead When You Have Nothing to Offer. Thanks.